I just want to take an opportunity to welcome you to Redwood Christian Fellowship, whether you're with us on the website or through Facebook, and uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, I've got a few announcements before the message this morning to give you a little update on where we're headed with uh, our opening up church. Uh, first off, uh, the, we're going to be expanding our uh, online presentation, and we're going to add to it uh, worship, uh, some worship songs, uh, some announcements, a pastoral prayer, and then the sermon. So it'll be a little more like a regular service. And then on Sunday, July 5th at 10 a.m., we will be having our first uh, service back together here at church. And people ask us, well, what are we going to have to, to wear face masks or, or all of those kinds of things? And all I can tell you at this point is, we will be following uh, the, uh, the guidelines from CDC and the local health department as to the things that we need to be doing uh, in, uh, that pertain to the, uh, to the uh, coronavirus. And so uh, we, and, and also we will continue to offer our virtual on, online service uh, for those that are not ready or able to, uh, Join us live here at church. And then uh, we want you to be sure to know to continue to check the website and uh, and our Facebook to keep up to date with what we're doing. And, uh, and we'll try to do the same, uh, keep things current as much as possible with that. So uh, July 5th is our, our turnaround date when we'll be getting to get back together here. And like I said, we'll be starting to have more of a full worship service uh, online uh, every Sunday, starting next Sunday. Um, before Ted comes to to share from First uh, Corinthians uh, chapter thirteen, uh, I'd like to open with a word of prayer. So would you join me, please? Father, we come to say thank you so much for your love, your mercy, and your grace. It's been uh, so awkward for so many and, and so, uh, frustrating and, and lonely and, and, uh, just a difficult time. We pray for all of those who have suffered, uh, loss, especially of family members, uh, in, in these last months. Ask that you would be with them as only you can. We thank you, Lord, that we can come to you with a confidence that your mercy and your grace, uh, is poured out on us when we call on you. And Lord, within the framework of our congregation, we bring uh, the the needs that we have as well. I'm thinking specifically of Jerry Stahl, who's just had a double bypass surgery, uh, and uh, he's just got home. He's doing so well. Uh, the doctor's just amazed, and we give you the credit and the and the glory, Lord. Thank you so much. Be with Jerry. Continue to strengthen him and heal him, and. Uh, also give him that caution that he needs to not overdo it at any point. And then with Joanne Farnsworth, uh, also doing very well recovering from her hip surgery, we ask, Lord, that you would be with her and strengthen her body, that she'd be able to be home soon. And Father, we think of, of all the, the shut-ins, and, and the, uh, we ask, Lord, that you would be with them and give us a presence of mind to think about them, maybe drop them a card or or something, just to let them know that we're thinking about them. And Father, 
most of all, just to take a moment and, and recognize you are the sovereign God, creator of all things. You alone are worthy of praise. We come to you this morning to commit this time to you and ask, Lord, that you be with Ted as he opens up the, the word and be with him and, and, and that through your Holy Spirit, you would speak through him and through your Holy Spirit, we would receive the words that you have for us this morning. We worship you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Ed? So we're going through the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians. There's a lot there. There is so much there in this. I'd like to read just the the fourth verse, or actually just half of the first verse, where it says, love is patient, love is kind. And this is really one that one could easily get tangled up in and and go down many different avenues of scripture of how to do with this, deal with this particular scripture. But how many times have we been in a position where we come to that point where we need some patience? Things are not going well. And we go, Lord, I need patience. I don't have time to be taught patience. I need it now. Does it really help? We haven't really gained anything. Patience is not growing in our lives. It's not becoming more manifest. We don't retain patience in a way of just getting it. We have to learn it. We need to learn how to receive it, which is real easy, but we also need to learn how to share it. Just that first part of that scripture I read, love is patience. Patience, noted here, is the first quality of love that is listed. Love must be patient. Let's define define patience. Here the use is as a verb, as it is often used. So it's descriptive. But more than just being descriptive, it's an action. Matthew Henry's commentary puts it this way. Is long-suffering. It can endure evil, injury, and provocation without being filled with resentment, indignation, or revenge. It makes the mind firm. It gives it power over angry passions and furnishes it with a persevering patience 
that would rather wait and wish for the reformation of a brother than to fly out of resentment of his conduct. Love will put it well, love will put up with many slights and neglects from the person it loves and waits to see the kindly effects of such patience on him. End of quote. Patient or patience, basically, long-suffering. To bear with, long-tempered, the quality of self-restraint in the face of of provocation, which does not hastily retaliate or prompt punishment. I really love that definition. This is my second best one that I like. It is the opposite of anger and is associated with mercy. Amen. Just, that is just so awesome. And so many times we run short on patience. Do you realize we run short on mercy? Both mercy given, mercy received. One of the most famous chapters in the Bible, 1 Corinthians 13, used quite often, especially at weddings, but it is an exposition of love, a wonderful exposition of godly love, agape. Paul starts off the chapter with the first three verses, telling us that we can have all kinds of abilities, possess all kinds of gifts, and do all kinds of great things. But, if we do not have God's love in us, we are nothing. We've gained nothing in Christ. We have gained nothing for Christ. We are nothing, nothing but a noise. Then he starts telling us what true love really is. What it is like. What it is not like. And what this godly love looks like. How it acts. What it does. Then finally, at the end of the chapter, how great this love is. Agape. Godly love. God's love expressed unselfishly for mankind. The divine love that he would give himself that the world would be saved from its sin. John 3.16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send the son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. 
this love so incomprehensible to us. Yet, the Bible, we have the greatest commandments. To love God with all your heart, your soul, your mind. To love your neighbor as yourself. In other words, God first. Fellow man, your neighbor, whoever they are. Secondly, and you third, bottom of the list. It's interesting. When you keep those first two, it doesn't matter about the end of it because you're elevated up. You're elevated up in God's love. You receive more, you give more. Love is patient. Often one of the most difficult areas in our relationship with people and circumstances. Yep, that is exactly what God tells us or calls us to be in our lives. That very first quality of love. We are supposed to display it. Why should we show patience? Because God is patient with us. How many times have we blown it? How many times have we let God down, failed to do His will, failed to acknowledge His work that is happening in our lives, fallen short of His glory? Now, I'm guilty. I have. Still, You know what? God is still there. He's still there right beside me. Waiting patiently. Waiting lovingly. We need to look in our lives. Are we finding we are on the short side of patience? Max Licato puts it this way in his book. A love worth giving. If you find patience hard to give, you might ask the same question. How illustrated are you with God's patience? The proof is in your patience. Patience deeply deeply received results in patience freely offered. Let's repeat this. Patience deeply received results in patience freely offered. Peter reminds us, Second Peter, third chapter, the ninth verse. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. A people for God's own possession. So that you may proclaim the excellences or excellencies of him who has called you 
out of darkness into his marvelous light. This is so, so awesome. Wait a minute. That was wrong. Wrong book. Second Peter. Let's do this right. Second Peter 3.9. It'll sound better. The Lord is not slow about his promise. Some count slowness, but is patient toward you. Not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. The book by Alan Redpath called The Royal Route to Heaven, which is a study book on 1 Corinthians, puts things this way. As we read these wonderful words, We feel the impact of this life of love, this Christ-like character. While gifts without love are absolutely worthless. Yet love, apparently without any gifts, is a quality that can abound. This picture of love is a photograph of our Lord Jesus Christ. A photograph of his inner character in his church, the body. He wants many reprints. He's looking for that perfect reproduction of his life in love in us. Love like this is to be like our Lord and Savior. End of quote. The idea that each one of us are to be a complete replica of Jesus' love, God's love for us, that God's love flows through us to those around us. God shows his patience, which is long-lasting patience. In Romans, a book that we often go to for inspiration, in the fifth chapter, verses six and eight, or six through eight. For while we are still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For while one will hardly die for a righteous man, Though perhaps for the good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Waiting for us to come to him, to accept his love. We can be reconciled to him. Sometimes we fall into that first category of being a noisy symbol. Don't despair. Don't give up. 
through prayer, through study, through the Word of God, the Bible, through fellowship with others. God will start to work in your life, in our lives, and bring us to be fulfilled or be filled with His godly love. Let us grow together in love for one another and our neighbor. Let us, let God's love shine through us. This love that was willing to go to the cross and die, even with our sins. This love, this agape love, that led Jesus to the cross. We have been alienated from God. Now we've been brought near to God through Jesus, through this agape love, this godly love full of patience and kindness. A love that won't give up. It keeps on persisting in spite of everything thrown at it. A patience that does not want any to perish. But all that would come to a saving grace in Christ Jesus. The love of people means that we don't have to write them off. Or we don't write them off at all. Especially the first time that they disappoint us. Or 70 times 7. Still, we don't write them off. Love doesn't keep a scorecard. God is slow to anger. Shouldn't we be? Back to Romans, the fifth chapter again, verses three through five. But we also exult in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance. Perseverance, proven character. Proven character, hope. And hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has given us or who was given to us. Such love. We were not promised to be free from tribulation. Yet we rejoice in it because we know that it will grant to us as we persevere in it a proven character. James has this to say. James 1, 2 through 4. Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect result that you may be perfect and complete, lacking 
in nothing. Love is patient and kind. You can say that long-suffering includes kindness. And that is included in love's response. And that they go hand in hand. It's a picture of God's love. It is the same love that the Holy Spirit inspires in God's people. Thus, love is not impatient, nor is it unkind to anyone. John, the Gospel of John, 13th chapter, verses 34 and 35. And Jesus concludes the discourse here. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. As we come down to the closing, I'd like to share with you a list that was compiled by John Bloom. It's a set of nine verses to consider. The Bible says we are to be patiently bearing with one another in love. Ephesians 4.2 Patient with them all, the idle, Faint-hearted and weak. First Thessalonians 5.14 Reproving, rebuking, exhorting with complete patience. Second Timothy 4.2 Patience in tribulations. Romans 12.12 12. Patiently enduring suffering. 2 Corinthians 1.6 Patiently enduring evil. 2 Timothy 2.24 Imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Hebrews 6.12 Still before the Lord or still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Psalms 37 Seven. And the last one on his list. Patience until the coming of the Lord. James 5.7 When someone mentions the word love, you can't help but think patience and kindness. As it comes into our lives, so it flows out. Lord of God, we just come before you today, Lord. Thankful for this opportunity to gather, to hear your words proclaimed. 
Lord, my prayer is that those who hear these words would grow closer to you in your love, that they would persevere and endure, that they would draw close to you. And as your love fills them, that your love would overflow into the lives around them, that all who hear would come to know you, and that none would perish. We thank you for our salvation in Jesus Christ. Amen.